Five seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah. People go to college for a lot of reasons. Play football. Hang out. <laughs> get an education. You know. Oh, yeah, there's that. Oh, yeah, there's that. Baseball, basketball, fraternities, sororities. You know, meet your future wife, future husband. I don't know. Lots of different reasons. But I went to play football and get an education. I'm using that. I'm actually one of the, like, small number of people out there that get a major. You know, that they major in something, get a degree, and then actually use all of that. In their profession. <laughs> I'm actually one of the few. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. My friends, uh, your friends at Farm Bureau Insurance. Give them a chance if you haven't already. Wishing a happy birthday to my insurance agent, Adam Watson in Clay County. Adam, happy birthday. Don't know how old you are, but I'll, I'll find out. He, it may be the big 4-0 for him. I don't know. i got to find that out. <laughs> Welcome into the show. All right. So um, before we jump into rumors, the rumor mill, I wonder what the genesis of that term, that phrase, that moniker, the rumor mill, what is that? Where did that come from? Where did that originate? Yes. No, I mean, yeah, I would just think it has to do something with the mill. Well, that's where it seems like almost everybody would have to go at some point back in the day. Mm. Everybody well, had to go to a the good m- place, like the beauty shop, almost barber uh-huh. shop. Uh-huh. They all had to go to the mill to get their corn ground and or weed or whatever the case was, right? And so, um, rumors spread down at the mill. I guess. All right, I think we're getting close. <laughs> has to be. Anyway, rumors out there. Before we get into that, you can be a part of the show lots of different ways. Tweet me at Radio Wyatt. It's at Radio Wyatt. And also on Facebook, hey to everybody who's watching the stream there. What's up with y'all? There are the numbers. Do you want to call and text? And then also you can just comment right there on the Facebook stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Give me a call. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, it is a 601 number, 995-1059. 601-995-1059. Love to hear you on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, they also have New Holland tractors. So you pull up on the lot, you see a lot of orange, you see some blue also. And red, Toro mowers and the like. I mentioned that to you. They have some 2019 Toro mowers, still brand spanking new, been there on the lot, 
but bigger discounts on those, up to $1,000 off. You can get 0% financing. They even have a program called Mow Now, Pay Later. You mow with it. You don't make your first payment for five months. Pretty cool deal. That's at Divinity. And there's a number, 995-1059. Text me on the Country Pleasing Text line, 885-ESPN. It's also 885-3776. But text away, 885-ESPN. That's the Country Pleasing Text line, and I'll get in on some of your texts. All right. So Nick knows how we want to start it. Uh, Roger, if um, if you ever need a, a day off or if you need a backup, Nick may have a future as a producer. <laughs> That's the first topic uh, that Bo had all three hours this morning. Mm-hmm. Probably the last one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big topic, and I think it'll be everybody's up. mind, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right, so Nick on the Country Pleasing Text says, All right, Matt. Give us the update on Ginn with a capital G with two N's. As in JT Ginn, the former first-round pick of the Dodgers, went to Mississippi State instead. He was a freshman last year. He was a freshman of the year in college baseball. And um, he, um, according to some services, and then back for his sophomore year, going to be the Friday starter, had a start last weekend, was out there for three innings, went into the – pitch count limit that they put on him within you know 55 60 pitches but here the last couple days rumors popping up that something's up that he may miss time may have an injury or really when you say rumor like the the rumor mill is all the different rumors about the seriousness of whatever arm trouble jt again has so long he'll be out if he's out say it again and how long you'll be out yeah. if he's out. How much he's going to miss if he does have to miss. And who's going to step up. Right. <laughs> so it's you know, it's a million questions that go along with yeah. it. So um, here's uh, where things are right now, I, according to you know reaching out, trying to make some contact. One, number one, what you should know is that a lot of normal information sources are very, very quiet. Mum is the word. There is nothing official. Whether or not there will be, I, I don't know. I have no way of knowing. Um, the, um, the Some places that you can get information, usually you might send a text out or make a phone call or two here or there. Most of those are not talking. If Well, if any, there's just not a lot of talk going on and certainly nothing official to this point, which that's kind of leading uh, in and of itself. But just based on what I hear, it does sound like JT, again, got something going on and is probably going to miss some time. How much? You know, who knows? I don't think there's anybody who really has a firm handle just yet on just how much time he will miss. Now, there's, it's also not like me saying that is incredibly original. <laughs> okay, last night, someone named Kylie McDaniel, ESPN Baseball Insider, uh, 22,000 followers on Twitter, and, and he has a blue check mark. His name's Kylie McDaniel. You can follow him on Twitter if you want, at KylieMCD. Um, 
does list ESPN.com slash MLB. And uh, so he had a tweet last night. And it said, sources, Mississippi State right-handed pitcher JT Ginn, a possible top 10 pick in this summer's draft, is out indefinitely with a sore arm. He was a first-round pick of the Dodgers in 2018. Ginn's velocity has been down this month at 90-92 from the usual 93-95 in preseason outings and in his 2020 debut, which was last weekend against Wright State in that, that season-opening win. All right, so that's an official source reporting that. A guy who writes for uh, Major League Baseball for ESPN.com. And he used the word out indefinitely. Is out indefinitely. But he also used the word sore arm. So that's vague, kind of, what's the word, ambiguous, uh, so to speak. So all that say, we don't know um, how long he's going to be out. But it, you know, based on that tweet last night from a source, uh, for someone who's got sources, I should say, and then based on, you know, just some of the talk behind the scenes, um, off the record and unofficially, it does sound like JT Ginn's going to miss time, you know, and including this weekend. And that raises a million questions for everyone. You know, what does it mean for him? Well, the seriousness of it, and that would be figured out, I guess, over the course of days and weeks. The seriousness, uh, easy for me to say, the seriousness of that, it'll be determined, you know, by doctors and that sort of thing, I'm, I'm sure. Um, and, and that's the thing about rumors. You know, I titled this, if you were to watch, I titled it Rumors. Um, that's the thing about rumors that is it can it goes either way i mean people go way overboard on stuff you know out forever and you know it 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 just there's this big huge spectrum that these rumors range i think right now there's nothing official on any of it so to take it to one extreme or the other it's just it's all it is rumors to this point um but you're going to see that you're going to hear that so number one is you look at it from the standpoint of a of a player like him. If indeed he does have to miss some time, you know the biggest thing that you want is you don't look at it through the standpoint of what does it mean for your team or what does it mean to you as a fan. You look at it through the eyes of what does it mean for him. This is a player with a tremendous tremendous talent that God has given him and that he's developing, and you want to see him be able to you know use that and go to the highest level. And so what does it mean for him? Well, what it means for him is that whatever is the most cautious, safe approach protecting his future, that is the right thing for him, whatever that is. Whether it's missing two days or one start or two weeks and a bunch of starts or, you know, or any of those, whether it's something that requires surgery. In this kind of case, you should we should all. We acquiesce to the perspective of what is best for the young person. And um, and I think that's the way everybody involved is, is going to handle it. Why would you say that, Matt? Well, I'm basing it on last year. If you remember last year, in that Tennessee series on the road, and I can't remember exactly the part of the year, but you know, somewhere in the middle of your SEC season last year, they have a series on the road at Tennessee, and 
you know, you missed the start on the scheduled day, came and threw just a little bit the next day, and you had the, again, the sort of vague, you know, arm soreness thing, and it, nothing serious. It just time off helped it, and then he pitched at the end of the year and pitched in Omaha and all that, and they took a real cautious approach as they should. And so I think, um, given that you have an example that you don't have anybody there that's trying to crack that whip and push people past what they what is best for them. So that's one thing. You, you know, we all, if you've got concern, I mean, have concern for the player. Then you go, well, what does it mean to the team? You take someone that is as talented as a JT Ginn is, as big time as a JT Ginn is in terms of what he can do. You take that off of any team, it's going to have an effect. Okay. When I say an effect, it just, you know, that much less depth, that much less power on the mound throughout the weekend, all that kind of stuff if he's not there. But I have to be careful picking an example here. If that player was playing for San Diego State and you remove him, they got nothing else like it. There's, I mean, it's a, it's a huge part of your team. It's huge at state, but not as huge. Why? Because there's depth. There's lots of other future draft picks in that pitching staff. There's a bunch of guys in that pitching staff that are going to pitch in the major leagues someday. So at a place like state, yeah, it's a big blow. But what happens? A upper echelon talent like Christian McLeod steps into the Friday role. That's what we assume. And you saw what he can do last weekend. McLeod was, um, he was the, in terms of pitchers with control who commanded everything he can throw the best. He did it the best of any pitcher on the mound last weekend in Starkville for either team. And he's really, really good and he showed it. Now, hasn't been through the rigors of an SEC season and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just part of the game. But in terms of talent, you know, places like State, you go, well, if JT Ginn has to miss time or misses a start, okay, McLeod goes out there on Friday. That ain't that bad. And then it means a guy like Sarantola steps up into a Saturday role. Well, you know, a little control issue. What do you have? Two or three walks last weekend, but he had eight strikeouts. And when Sarantola's stuff's in the strike zone, his stuff's better than anybody else they have, just about. His stuff's on the level of a JT Ginn when it's in the strike zone. And so they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. The team's going to be okay. All right, what's your reaction to all that? A ton of people tuning in and watching here uh, on Facebook. Y'all feel free to comment if you have a question. We'll look at it. Um, Shoot me a text on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. You can also call me on the Divinity phone. You see the numbers there. It's 995-1059. That's a 601 area code on either one. Jay Hud on the Country Pleasing Text says, Again, as a product of the environment that we have been in for years, the problem starts in high school combined with other leagues, tournament ball in today's time and Legion ball in my time. Hopefully technology will balance out the arm woes he's having, but I'm saying anything as I say, I'm saying anything you already not saying anything you don't already know. When at all costs, ha, huh? Jay Hud. Yeah, you know, there's this belief 
that um, there are more players, more kids that you know have arm issues now than than they used to. There's so much travel ball, and they play year round. You know, some people tell you that's probably true. Um, of course, the medical research and the MRIs they get and the surgeries and therefore the rehab and all that stuff so much better than it used to be too. You have more and more players that do go through these, you know, various surgeries to prepare things like in a throwing shoulder or a throwing elbow and they come back and are just as good or better than they were before. And that was not always the case uh, years ago. Jason on the country, please. And text says, the team needs him healthy. A nagging soreness can turn serious in a heartbeat if pushed. Taking it easy, letting it heal. He'll be okay when he comes back. Push now. And uh, push now and he may be gone forever. Well, and that's the thing about it, too. Again, Jason, this is, you know, with a guy like JT Ginn, it's just, it's not that you wouldn't take the the conservative approach with every player. It's just that this is a guy who's already turned down two and a half, three million dollars to come and play for you after being a first round draft pick. They showed it last year and they're doing it. They'll do it again this year. And that is, you take a real cautious approach with him because it's a different, this is a different animal that you're dealing with here in this situation. Uh, J rock says they baby their arm in high school and not ready for a full load. That's from J-Rock on the Country Pleasing Text. DJ on the Divinity Equipment phone. Thanks for calling, DJ. What's up? Hey, Matt. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show as always. Thank you. Not going to be a popular call here, but uh, this is why top draft picks go pro and don't play college. Now, I agree with you. With the technology, Tommy John's surgery is better than it was. I mean, the chances are he's going to be fine. But, you know, this is why top ten picks don't come play college ball. Now, for Mississippi State, I'm absolutely glad he did. And, look, and let me ask you, uh, will he be eligible for the draft or does he have to play three years of college ball? No, he's a draft-eligible sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Well, good deal. And like I said, hey, I hope, I hope he's fine. But, you know, this is why top ten picks, Go pro, and uh, I'll hang up listen. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the call, DJ. Um, I was mentioning, I was referencing that tweet from this ESPN Major League Baseball writer named Kylie McDaniel, and it's his words, not mine, but he tweeted last night, a possible top 10 pick in this summer's draft. And then he's the one who tweeted last night, he said, is out indefinitely with a sore arm. And, you know, you go, you know, sore arm and, and, I, and that's the thing about it. Be honest. If you're a fan, you followed them last year. About midway through the season, he ran into the, the arm soreness issues about midway through the SEC season last year. It took, what, a week or two off, basically. Came back, and it was fine after that. Pitched at the end of the year and all that. So if you were running into an arm soreness, wording on that tweet, if you were running into an arm soreness issue um, in the middle of the year, again, you wouldn't necessarily be all that surprised, I don't think. It's because of the time of year. It's because he's running into an arm soreness issue after going and throwing three innings in the first uh, game of the year. Now, that's obviously not the time he's, first time he's thrown. They just have their normal routine of workouts and throwing in scrimmages and work leading up to the start of the season. 
But that's kind of where we are on that. Um, so to recap, you had a report last night on Twitter that says someone with sources says that Ginn is out indefinitely. Arm soreness. Um, what it sounds like in talking to you know, some people behind the scenes and stuff, um, what it sounds like is probably going to miss some time. Sounds like that's a, it sounds like to me, the person who reported that got some sources, uh, probably going to miss some time. And so then it's about, you know, what does it mean and who steps up? So then back over to the Mississippi State baseball side of it. There's really no question if, I mean, we could be wrong, I guess. You know, coaches can do anything they want to do. There seems to be no question of who gets shuffled up into a Friday role. That would be Christian McLeod. There really seems to be no question of who gets shuffled up into the Saturday role. I guess it would be Sarantola. The question is then, what about on Sunday? Who gets shuffled up? I do know that the kid from... Warren Central High School that went to Southeast Louisiana for a while and transferred into State. He pitched out of the bullpen last week and got roughed up, but as a starter at CELA, he was really good. Carlisle Kessler was scheduled to be the starter in State's Tuesday night midweek game, the one that got rained out. They didn't. They canceled it. So that might be the next thing is he becomes your Sunday starter. More texts. More calls and a couple of tweets coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Reaction. How about a little bit of it? Feel free to text me on the country, please, and text line 885-ESPN, 885-3776. Bulldog Blitz on the text line says, pretty sure he's done for the year. That comes from really good sources. Um, hmm. They, we'll see. Like I say, he had a tweet last night from somebody who covers Major League Baseball said that he's hearing he's out indefinitely. Um, doing some checking around. Not a lot of people talking about it behind the scenes, but some of what you hear does lead you to believe you're going to miss time. Just how much? Who knows? Who knows? Talking about JT Ginn, the former number one draft pick for State. Number one draft pick for the Dodgers who went to State. There you go. And uh, I'm sure he was number one on the list. And went to state and um, pitched last year, freshman of the year, and uh, running into some arm trouble. Call probably me on the. Probably wouldn't be a good idea to call up Coach Lamonis and ask him that. He might not want to talk about that. Right. right. <laughs> probably not. That might be the last. Although time. I think there may be a scheduled media availability uh, later this afternoon. If that's the case and it happens, uh, we may get some info. Uh, we'll see. All right, uh, call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059.
on Twitter. It's just Wiggins, says uh, Matt. Let's not forget it was 40 degrees when JT took the mound. It might be a strain they are being cautious about. Yeah, maybe. Sounds like it's a little more than that, though. That's what it sounds like anyhow. Okay, um, here is something that popped up on yesterday's show, that, or, or not just this show, but others. And I didn't actually have time or get into it. I saw it. Somebody sent me a message right at the end of yesterday's show. And um, I think that it's a very interesting story. And I, but I know that a lot of others have talked about it. I didn't dive into it yesterday, but I do think it is important. Had a little time to think about it overnight and a thought or two. The story is that the NCAA is studying the idea of allowing athletes to transfer once without any kind of penalty. What do you mean? Well, think about the rule. Like if a football player right now who's not a graduate, let's just say he's a sophomore, he finished a couple of years at one school in Division One. let's say he's at Alabama, he's not playing or doesn't like it, and he decides to transfer, he's got two years left, three years, whatever it is, he hasn't graduated college yet, he just wants to transfer to a place to play ball somewhere. Well, if he transfers from Alabama to Mississippi State, Division one to Division one, the rules say the, there's a penalty for that. You have to sit out a year. So we've always looked at transfer possibilities and stuff from the standpoint of if he goes D1 to D1, he's got to sit out a year. So does he have a red shirt? Because if you're sitting there, you can use your red shirt year for that year. You don't actually lose on the field eligibility. You know, a good example of that, we've had a conversation for a year now after last fall when Joe Moorhead was the coach and Tommy Stevens transferred in there, became state starting quarterback, Keaton Thompson went into the transfer portal. Well, he's an underclassman who had not graduated. So, had he stayed in the transfer portal, had he gone to another Division I school, he'd have to sit out. The whole year. You have to sit out the whole year's first year there to satisfy the one-year penalty for transferring. But he had a red shirt. He hadn't used it, right? That's my understanding. He had a red shirt in his hand. He had not used, so therefore he could go and use that for his penalty year. There's the backstory. So the NCAA apparently, according to reports, is studying the idea of allowing these kids to transfer without a penalty. Just go. You can do it one time. That's the idea. You can do it one time. Anybody can do it one time. Transfer anywhere. Up, down, whatever. No penalty. Just once. The second or third time now we got issue. But the first time you transfer, let's see what it would do. Let's see what we think if they just allowed them to do it. Here's part of the story from Adam Rittenberg of ESPN. If adopted by the Division I Council, it would allow athletes in all sports to compete immediately if they are in good academic standing. If they are not facing suspension of any kind at their current school. And if they get a release to transfer from that school. Now that's a kicker. The ACC voted or voiced support for this idea. And then they say, okay, well, we're studying it. 
Here's um, Commissioner of the MAC. Y'all watch Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Maxion during football season, right? Like you watch Bowling Green versus Akron, you know, in the MAC. Well, their conference commissioner is a guy named John Steinbrecher. He is the chairman of this working group that is studying this idea of would this work in college athletics. Here's his quote. The current system is unsustainable. He went on to say the working group members believe it's time to bring our transfer rules more in line with today's college landscape. Now, it's not Greg Sankey of the SEC, and whether anybody would want to admit it or not, if you're a Power 5 conference commissioner, it's a little bit more powerful of a position. You're not the guy at the Big Ten or whatever. But still, a major conference commissioner steps up to the microphone and says for all the world to hear, the current system is unsustainable. That, to me, carries a lot of weight. Now, you've heard me say before that it's it always has been, and, it, and especially recently as I've gotten older, and your perspective on what time means and how valuable it is becomes different. I've said before that I can't wrap my head around the idea that the NCAA can tell players you have a five-year window, and that's it. You have a five-year eligibility window, and that's it, of which you can actually participate in college sports. And before that window or after that window, you cannot, you will not. Five years. Five. That's it. But within those five years, within that five-year eligibility window for your life, you may only step onto the field for four of those years. You remember a couple of years ago, they, they hedged on that. They went, well, I'll tell you what. We'll give you four more games. You can play in four games and still redshirt. Okay, that's good. That's a step in the right direction. And as crazy as it sounded, some coaches, I remember even Hugh Freeze was a, a proponent of this. He said, just let them play five years. Let everybody play five. That'd be simple. You have to figure out the scholarship numbers. But we all know that money and scholarships, I mean, it's not a burden. It's not any kind of barrier for anybody in Division One sports. What I like about this idea, I'm, I'm glad they're studying it. Now, I don't have a ton of faith in people who sit down in NCAA meetings in Indianapolis, Indiana, to actually come up with good ideas, to actually come up with a good idea and then actually put it into um, practice. I don't have a whole lot of faith in that. I'm glad they're studying it. And the reason I'm glad they're studying it is because it is the right thing to do. There are millions of reasons that these kids may want to transfer. Now, right now, they have a waiver process and all that, but what have we talked about every year? Well, so-and-so applied for the waiver and his school turned him down. Or so-and-so wants to leave and go to another school to play within the same conference, but for competitive reasons, the school won't turn him loose. The school will not let that happen. So all the power, all the leverage, and all this eligibility stuff has always been with somebody else other than the player. And he's the one you're looking at and saying to him, five years, that's all you got. No, 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 wait, wait. Four. Let him transfer. 
Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Think about something for later. Should Joe Burrow pull an Eli at the top of this year's NFL draft and basically say, hey, man, look, I'm not going to Cincinnati. (laughs) Think about that. We'll come back to that later. Should Joe Burrow put his hand up and say, hey, Cincinnati, thanks, but talk to my hand, man. Well, and Eli wasn't the first to do it. It was actually John Elway, the first. He did it with Indianapolis. He's like, I ain't playing for the Colts. In Indi- I'm not doing it. And then, what, he, it, what Elway threatened baseball instead of football and, and all that. And he wound up in Denver, and the rest is history. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. I got word earlier that tomorrow... Not today, but tomorrow is my Farm Bureau agent's birthday, Adam Watson in Clay County, and that he's not 40, he's 35. Yeah, I got a comment here on uh, from Rodney on Facebook on the live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Rodney says, Matt, how many hats you have? I have a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats, and there is a double entendre in there also. But I think I've shown you this one before, a white hat that has the script word state across the front kind of the baseball logo state or one of the baseball logos at state so that's the one i'm wearing today yeah a lot of hats this one came from the mississippi state university golf course you all need to look on twitter they are at hail state gc because they put out a tweet today of some new pullovers and stuff that they have in gray one with the swinging bully logo a light gray one with the m over s kind of like what i'm wearing it's just under my vest Anyway, y'all hit them up at Hale State GC on Twitter. They got all the good stuff. On Facebook, Chris said, I like the idea of the one-time transfer policy. Many factors go into the relationship between the institution and the athlete. Sometimes things just aren't right. You realize you made a mistake. And that is true. Sometimes you realize you made a mistake. And I've just said before, when on the, the school slash conference slash NCAA side of this, the institution side of this, they're already telling the kid you have a very small window of time in your life that you're going to play here anyway in college. Five years, man. Once it, once your clock starts, <laughs> you got five. And the only way you get a six is if you have some kind of catastrophic injury. And like I said, oh, by the way, you don't – you don't actually get to get on the field all those five years. It's really just four. I mean, they held all the cards. And then on top of that, if you come to them and say, hey, listen, I'm just not happy. I'm from Georgia. My family's there. I came up here to Tennessee just because I I thought I liked it and I like the orange and everything. I get up here, I just don't like it. I want to go back to Georgia. It's close to home. I'm good enough to play there. And Tennessee says, well, we have to play tennis. We have to play Georgia every year. And we it would kind of be a bad look. 
if we turned you loose and you went to Georgia and then you helped them beat us? Yeah, but coach, this is my life, not yours. Turn me loose. You're Tennessee. You can go sign. You got 85, 90 other people out there just like me who are happy to come play for you. I got one life. You're already telling me I only have four years to do this. So putting a little bit of the decision-making ability back on the side of the athlete is a good thing because this is America after all. Now, contracts are contracts, and right now the scholarships are what they are, and if you sign it, it is what it is. Whatever that contract says, that's what's on there. But you don't have a choice, do you, if you want to play big-time football? Unless you're the number one, number two recruit in the country, then you can tell somebody, hey, I want a different deal. <laughs> or I'm going to the XFL. We'll see how long the XFL sticks around. All right, country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage and grocery stores throughout the Southeast. And it's made right here at home. It's an outstanding Mississippi company. In fact, you can see the whole operation right on the highway on Highway 49 in Florence, south of Jackson. They have a butcher shop out front. If you haven't been in, stop on in. But everywhere you go, like I can go here in my hometown of Tupelo, head out to the grocery store at Kroger, walk in there, and they got country pleasing sausage on the shelf. And it's the best stuff. There's no junk in it, no parts. It is hand-picked hams and bacons and pork loins. It's leaner. They make it in small batches, consistent. It's coarse ground, which is better. It has a little bit different snap when you bite into it. It's outstanding. Country pleasing, please. All right, 885-ESPN. That's the text line. Bigglesworth says the the... Uh, what is he saying? I don't know what in the world he's talking about. Rebel Greg on the text line says, D.T. Shackelford played like seven years at Ole Miss. He might have played six if he had an injury because you can get a medical. And you say play, well, they're giving you a six because you had to miss time, so you really didn't play. You were there for five years or six years. But you only play for four, according to the rules. Four plus four games now that they amended this thing. Four years. Where'd that come from? Casper on the text line says, have you seen that Wright State beat Louisville 10-3 to in baseball last night? Reframed the perspective of this past weekend on a couple of fronts. And I mean, but that's baseball. Allow me to pull up the scores for you from last night. That's, you know, to borrow Ron Polk's favorite line, that's baseball. Ole Miss needed 10 innings to walk off Alcorn State, 9-8. to eight. Alcorn State, by the way, Roger, I heard a snippet of the uh, gridiron today, and Chris called him Alcorn State. Oh, man. And Did Ben get him? Ben got him. I mean, Beaver took out his pointy stick and skewered him. But it was based on experience because in Beaver very humbly said, yeah, the way I learned this was the hard way. I was on a show one time that I kept calling it Alcorn State and they tore me up about it. So anyway. I, I just think farm school, Alcorn. <laughs> Alcorn. Alcorn State and played a great game. Nine to eight in 10 innings for 17th ranked uh, Ole Miss last night. They had their hands full. The number two team in the country, Florida, 
needed extra innings to beat Jacksonville 4-3. to The number 11 team in the country, LSU, lost to Nichols State from the state of Louisiana 4-2. to That's baseball. And yes, indeed, Wright State last night went to Louisville and beat them 10 to 3. Wright State coming off getting swept in Starkville. Louisville lost two out of three on the road to Ole Miss. Louisville began the year ranked number one in the country by some polls and number two by the rest. And they are sitting there right now, one and three. <laughs> A one and three start. And, buddy, if you ever needed another example, there it is. That's baseball. Casper on the country, please, in text. Anyone who agrees that college players should be compensated should agree that Burrow or any drafted player should manipulate where he or she plays. Hmm. Interesting correlation right there. I'd have to think on it. It seems kind of deep. All right, let's see here. Another Casper. Matt. You may not care to touch on this subject, and I know it's always going to happen, but I really hate when state fans start spreading rumors like wildfire. He said, I just feel like out of respect for the kids, they should let some of it be, let some of it be, especially when you end up with fans bad-mouthing the players about something that may or may not be true. So whoever you are, um, clue me in on kind of what this is about, if it's about something specific. If you're talking about the JT Ginn stuff, you know, I don't know of anybody bad-mouthing the kid. I mean, that's what you said in this particular thing. You said fans bad-mouthing the players. So is this a different rumor or the same one? Because um, I'm not sure. And you said uh, early in the text there, you said you may not care to touch on the subject, but we we talked about JT and his um, injury for 15 minutes or so to start the show today. We kind of covered that. But if you are just tuning in, I mean, that's a huge story out there is that JT again, Friday starter, former number one pick of the Dodgers, apparently is having some arm trouble and is going to miss some time. Jason on the country, please, in text says, I think preseason rankings kind of stink in all sports. <clears throat> Louisville. Look, Jason, especially like in baseball, as quirky as that sport is, and at the college level. Now, there are some blue blood programs, right? But let's not forget that just a few short years ago, Coastal Carolina won the College World Series. Name another Division I sport that Coastal Carolina could win. Basketball? Nope. Football? Eh-eh. Baseball's different, man. It's different. And I know we see a lot of the same teams. You know, Florida, Mississippi State's been to College World Series two in a year, two years in a row. LSU's always there. We see some Vandy. There's some reasons for that, but I agree with you, man. You know, preseason rankings. And what also is crazy about baseball and basketball, we do a 64 team tournament, but all year we rank the top 25. Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.